What's up, fam? Welcome to the Bridge to the Heart podcast. My name is Rachel Oster, and I co-host this show with my good friend, Parshan Behestian. In today's episode, we are diving into the topic of alignment, and we enter this conversation through this door of asking ourselves this question of what it really means to be ready versus what it means to be aligned and the subtle nuanced differences between those two things. And we cover and dive into topics like intuition, how you can develop your intuition, and other tools and practices that you can use to discern what's aligned for you and and what's not. And so we start this podcast and this episode off by pulling some oracle cards so we're switching it up a little bit and you will be just diving right into the middle of that conversation that Parshat and I started having once I pulled those cards so hope you enjoy this episode and have some things to take away enjoy so I pulled I pulled DNA karma and then I I pulled from my medicine woman deck personal power Mm. with the question what do people need to know about readiness and it says i encourage you to be the master of your destiny Mm. oh so good it's so good oh oh i'm like especially lit up by this personal power one like with readiness it's like it feels like it just answers the question honestly where it's like it's not even a matter of readiness. It's just about being in your power and taking control of your destiny. So how do we break that down? Well, so what does it mean to be in your power? Hmm. There's a level of agency that comes with being in your power. And... It's agency, it's autonomy, it's this deep-seated trust in your own knowing. It's an it's a belief. Hmm. What is the belief? It's just like such a such a belief in yourself, like an unwavering mm-hmm. belief in yourself, but also without attaching to outcomes necessarily mm-hmm. because when you start to attach to things and you start to cling to them so there's like a fluidity to being in your power and this is mm, mm, mm-hmm. this is where we start to dance with the masculine and the feminine even in your power okay and where the feminine is that fluidity within the power while the 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 masculine the divine masculine is more of that like direction where to direct your power and how mm-hmm. to like control the power but control it in a way where it's it's just channeled and contained fluid wild power essentially mm-hmm. if that makes any sense so it's trusting what flows through you so essentially like I mean, this is like for me trying to break it down, right? So it's like trusting what's flowing through you, like through your heart and creating awareness about that. And as we trust more of what's there, so that part's like the feminine part, right? The fluidity of 
what we're feeling. And then the masculine part comes to like the decision-making and then choosing what's next for you and letting that flow within that channel and then choose what's next. Let that flow there. Let that flow there. And then when we, when, and if we do that is when it's already ready, it's already there for us to claim and keep moving. So did I, how did, how does that translate to what you're communicating? Yeah, I think that was a good way to, um, uh, interpret and, and re-summarize what I said. Oh yeah. This personal power. So to kind of relate it back to like readiness, oof, I'm like deep in a practice right now. Um, of just like giving myself space to like allow the words to come instead of trying to rush words to come. So I might have some long pauses, but all good personal power and readiness uh you know honestly i think readiness is kind of like a trick mm, it's like okay it, it's like this made up thing to prevent us from doing things this idea of needing to be ready and prepared mm-hmm. and and i think it stems from i think it stems from the idea of control but in like an overly controlled way where it's like, okay, I, I'm not ready because I'm not prepared. The timing isn't right. I don't have enough. I don't have enough of that. I don't, I can't do this. Like, so it's, it just feeds all of these limiting beliefs and excuses, this idea of being ready. Cause, but there's a difference between being ready and being aligned. And there's a discernment to make between those two, I think, really is where the personal power comes into play. What Because readiness is more of like an excuse, I think, versus saying something isn't aligned for you has a different energy to it, in my opinion, where it's like, I am so in my truth that I know what my truth is. And it's not about being ready. It's about, does this serve me? And I think that's the better question to ask instead of, am I ready? It's, is this in my highest good? Does this serve me right now or down the line or whatever? So the idea of being ready is just a means of controlling people, I think. Mm -hmm. Like the monkey brain, the thinking mind. Um the one that makes excuses for essentially like our ego to not face fear because we don't know. Um, so that, that's, that's what I'm getting from you when you were like, Oh yeah, it is a trick. And I totally agree. I mean, what does it mean to be ready? It's like, Oh, if I do this, then I could do that. If I do this, then I'll be happy. I'm ready. Yes. To it's if then instead if, of both. And yeah. And that's totally, totally different um and the both and like you're saying is the alignment part am i aligned with this Mm -hmm. Hmm. because it can be both true and fucking terrifying Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you aren't ready if you're feeling the fear you're feeling the doubt you're feeling all of these things because sometimes that's your marker 
for what's aligned is, am I scared? Am I nervous? Does this like give me butterflies? Like a lot of times in different situations, obviously. And so that's a practice. I think that, you know, people can take from this is like discerning. Like even if you just work with fear and fear, use like how you feel fear or anxiety in different situations and, and discerning, okay, is this fear a marker or is this actually a threat to my survival? And so that's a good practice to have to start to build awareness of, of markers. But anyway. Um, but then you said like markers. So like, what do you mean by markers? Markers is like, markers are more part of like that alignment rather than yes. so, so mar- survival is like the readiness aspect of the story we're telling ourselves. Yeah. So, so with markers help to just make decisions, I think ultimately. Mm -hmm. So markers are meant to help you decide what's true and what's not. So it's a discernment tool. Ultimately you use markers to help you discern the truth. So by you, by knowing your markers, like knowing when I'm like in a situation where I'm like, scared like um I, i'll try to give a tangible example here because mm-hmm. i think that'll help um like okay like my my 18 month priestess training that i was in when i first heard of it i didn't even have to hear about it honestly my intuitively i just knew that i was going to do it but then when i found out it was eighteen thousand dollars, i was like oh my god okay that's a scary thought because I'm about to spend $18,000 that I don't have on this program. And so using my discernment to feel into like, okay, here's the fear of like what this is going to do to me financially, but what's underneath that? Is this fear, is this fear there to actually protect me or is it there to just prevent me from stepping into this thing that underneath the fear, I know I absolutely need to do. So I think that's maybe a tangible example of like, Mm -hmm. okay, when you're presented with an opportunity and you're scared, but deep down, you kind of have to go underneath the fear. So it's like you, you, you're using the fear and then you're asking the next question of, okay, is this actually fear that will protect me? Or is it fear that's trying to limit me? And then, because underneath that, once you get clear on that, then underneath it, you can feel into whether it's right for you or not. Because you'll know, normally you'll know immediately if something is for you, but then the fear comes in after that and you start talking yourself out of it. And so that's where this marker piece comes in. And even having these body markers, like for me in that scenario, it was my whole body lit up. Like I was, I felt it in my chest, how excited I was for that. And I didn't even know anything about it. I just, just like, I know intuitively, my body knows intuitively that I need to take this program. And then once I had the input of like, okay, here's all the details and here's the financial investment. It was like fear. So it's like you, a lot of times when we make decisions, we have our first instincts, our first reactions. And then we have these things that come in like fear, doubt, whatever that come and override that. And so it's about building this trust and your markers help to build trust back within yourself so that you can 
stay in alignment and not say, oh, I'm not financially ready. Like I could have easily done that. I could have easily been like, financially, I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. And I could have used that as an excuse. And I would have missed out on this incredible fucking opportunity. Like it's been, it's been a life-changing experience for me. And so I, if I had let this idea of being ready stop me, I would have missed out because, and I wouldn't have trusted that I would be supported in, in, in this. And I have, and I've, I've had money drop in out of nowhere sometimes to help me pay for this, for this course. And we also, I mean, I could go down the money thing, so, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to, so I'm going to refrain, but mm-hmm. the idea is just using markers to help discern what's true so that we can stay in alignment instead of falling into this trap of readiness. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so I guess my question to you for now is that, are you proud of yourself for doing that? Oh my God. Hell yeah. Of course. That's awesome. It was a huge win. I mean, anytime I make an intuitive decision, it helps build my intuitive muscle. Mm -hmm. So it's like I listening to your intuition is a constant practice. It's something I practice every day is listening to what's dropping in. What am I feeling in my body? What does my body need? And conscious eating is something I'm kind of trying to practice intuitive eating. Um, I'm not very good at it, but we're we're getting there. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I'm just proud of myself for like, and not letting anyone else's fear tamper with my Mm. decision. Because once I started telling people, oh, this is an $18,000 program, people's jaws literally hit the floor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, I don't care what you think. I know this. I know this is for me without any doubt in my bones. I'm doing this program and I wasn't going to let anyone stop me. So yeah, cool to reflect on that and be like, yeah, I did that. And I, I feel good about that decision. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Something. And, um, what I want to add on to that or get more into is building that intuitive muscle, right? Which is coming from the trust or your alignment, what aligns with you. Cause that's essentially what your intuition is guiding you towards. But how do we trust that? So if we were to, whoops, um, if we were to, you know, go about a practice right now of learning how to trust your intuition more or something like that, what does that look like? Um, Because I see myself in scenarios where, yeah, I trust my intuition and it's like, boom, right there. Hell yeah. Worked out. And I see myself being intuitive about something and then layers on layers of other fears, whether it be external or stories I'm telling myself or whatever, they're all kind of coming together and just pushing me away from what's really here from my heart, like living, leading my life with my heart. Um, living a heart-led life, um, stepping into my power, essentially. Um, And then that pulls me away. And then it's like, oh, I trust and I go, I go. And then boom, hit another wall where it's like fear, 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 fear. And I get pulled away more. 
So it's like, what kind of practice within there can we bring to practice or to not practice, to just trust that intuition? Yeah. There's a lot there that I want to speak to. Um, Go for it. Yeah. Let me see. Where do I want to start? Um, I would say the first thing is to slow down because the thing is it's really hard to hear intuition when we're trying to rush and push things and control them and so that's the first practice um is just literally slowing down long enough to actually listen to what you have to say um but there's a lot of really easy good practices out there like there's something as simple as like i follow i follow some intuitive accounts where they'll They'll put like, they'll like hold two rocks in their hands that they'll be like, what color? Or they'll hold a rock in their hand and they're like, what color is the crystal that I'm holding in my hand? And I'm like, oh, uh, red. And it's like, and it's a red crystal. And I'm like, nice. You know, like that's a super easy, like instant gratification type of way to train your intuition. Um, and I think also to even journaling is an intuitive practice in that like, but you're, cause there's a, um, there's a practice called, um, automatic writing where like when you journal, you just start writing and then you kind of hit this meditative space where like you're writing, but you're not necessarily like thinking. Mm -hmm. So that's a good practice with intuition because then you're channeling your, your intuition by doing that because you're just writing from you're not writing from your thinking brain. You're writing from your, your higher brain, for example. Mm -hmm. But with that said too, I want to also just say that intuition is not a gift. It just, people think intu yeah. intuitive people are gifted and intuition's not a gift. It's something that literally everyone has. It's just some people have trained their intuition to be, to actually listen to it. So it's, it's just like anything. It's a muscle. Intuition is a muscle that needs practice and exercise. Otherwise, it's really hard to listen to it. But it's not something that it's not it's not special. Like it doesn't make anyone special. Like it's I think it's I for me it's funny when people describe themselves as like an intuitive healer because yeah. it feels like it feeds into this idea of oh, I'm special and I'm gifted because I'm intuitive. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, everyone has intuition. So you've just practiced a little bit more, but it's also just the, like a societal understanding and a, a misconception that people buy into that intuition is a gift, but there's also different types of intuition. You know, there's clairvoyance, there's clairaudience, there's clairsentience. Like I, for one, I think I, my strongest intuitive sense is my body. Like I feel things very deeply within my body. I don't necessarily like, I still, I see images and I see, and I like hear things sometimes, but they're not as strong, or at least I don't trust them. And I haven't mm -hmm. exercised them as much as I have with my body. So, but sometimes some are just generally more online than other ones for, for certain people. So just throwing out that caveat that intuition is something that everyone can can build mm -hmm. yeah it it exists in everyone um and it's just it's kind of just depends on your curiosity am i curious enough to go and 
that space and trust that. Um, yeah, no, it's super true. Well, I want to touch on right there what you said at the beginning, slowing down. Um, cause that's huge. And I've caught myself and, you know, throughout my experience of life so far speeding up. So essentially staying busy, um, staying busy. And what that does, what I have seen that done is like, Oh, I'm staying busy means like, I'm, I'm not giving space for myself to slow down and trust my intuition and what I truly feel and want to go towards. I'm staying busy to just stay busy and not face what I should be facing essentially. And so going from staying busy to slowing down, and I hear this from a lot of people, like even my parents, like, like, yeah, oh yeah, we're, you know, we're just staying busy. Like da, 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 da. I'm like, I just want to go in there and like turn that into like understanding what they're just staying busy from, you know, but that's not my place to go in and do that. Cause that's not what they, maybe something they need, but it's not something they want. And that happens with a lot of people I have conversations with. Um, and something I've seen help me a ton to slow down is to, when I catch myself just trying to stay busy, stay distracted, um, it's creating the awareness of like, okay, I'm staying distracted from myself. What in, what about me am I staying distracted from? And can I go in there and, you know, feel it and then be aware about it and let that part of me go, which is what I'm letting go is like the resistance of it's mm-hmm. what we're letting go is the resistance of that or of what we feel. I, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, of what we feel. Um, and it's like, okay, ooh, okay. I was able to slow down and, you know, let go like 1% of that, you know, a little bit. And then, oh, it comes up the next day. And then keep catching this awareness of like, oh, I'm staying busy. I'm speeding up. I'm going too fast and just taking time and slowing down, asking that, and then slowly, you know, letting go of that resistance there. And then, a practice I have seen help a lot for me is giving myself time every morning, at least, um, to just sit with myself and yeah, we can call it meditation. Um, but a lot of us are just like sitting with yourself and I mean, oh man, this could be a whole nother conversation. I don't want to go too in depth with meditation right now, but it's just essentially sitting with yourself and slowing down and asking those questions like, huh? Okay, cool. Then go about your day. And if something else comes up and you catch yourself again, take, take a step away and look again. And then, wow, I have seen that help me a ton with sticking true to me, stepping into my authentic power, being more aligned with what I do because it's how I show up every day. It's my how that is bringing the sense of alignment, not necessarily what I do. It's how I'm coming up and being present and 
being my full self in whatever it is I'm doing. Um, and yeah, funny enough, I do in everything. And this is, you know, the other imposter syndrome part, whatever it is I've done the past, since I've stepped into this type of realm of understanding myself more, I always see myself being that liaison, being that coach in between helping people communicate with each other, helping people understand themselves by being that person who's holding space, creating a container for their expression. And yet there's still a little bit of parts of myself and like, ah, I'll be ready when I then do this with this person. When I do this with that, I'm already doing it. So that's, yeah, it's really interesting and in how we trick ourselves. But then it's like, again, oh, oh, I'm creating the story. Am I aware of that? Now what? Then what? And what is that going to do? Um, yeah, just wanted to share that perspective because it's, it sometimes gets you. It gets you and it gets you good. And um, just, it can get you for a long time. I mean, I don't know if it'll ever stop. It, yeah, it doesn't. It's a cycle. It stop. Yeah, but it's like that practice, right? Like you're right. mentioning, like you're practicing that muscle. Um, yeah, and there's a million ways to practice, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I think too, for me, when I started on this journey, like even just the word practice, like to do a practice, like felt, I, I just put it in a box and I formulated a story around or an idea or a belief around what a practice was like. And Mm. to me, it was like, if I was going to practice, I had to like stop everything I'm doing and be really intentional and like prepare a meditative space. And I had to do this, this, and that. And I had to like sage the room and I had to sit down and like, that's what I, that's like the image I formulated of that. But it's like, the reality is like, I'm practicing right now. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is practice for Mm us. And within this practice, I'm also practicing holding different threads. Like as you're talking, things are pinging me and I'm trying to hold the threads. And then within that practice, I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to figure out, okay, and discern what serves, what thread do I pull down? Because I have them all right here, like a little harp, which, which string do I pluck to play Mm. into, into this conversation? And so it's like layer like practice like every you're pra- ultimately i think everyone's practicing something every day it's just how can how intentional and aware can you be about your practice more mm-hmm. so and so i just want to kind of throw that in there um oh see that just had a thread and it just and i also just really like what you said about the how it is so about the how um oh and the rushing the rushing thing that's what i that's the thread i was holding um it's something that's so prevalent in my own life like even over the last two weeks as i'm as i've been moving and also you know working a a part-time job that's stable and also trying to build my business it's like i'm there's certain tasks daily tasks that i need to get done in order to push things forward and over the last two weeks because things have been so chaotic i've felt them myself rushing through them and it's taken me a few days to be able to step back and pull myself out of the overwhelm because that can also force us to rush is like 
this idea of productivity is like, I have to go, 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 go. It's overwhelming. I can't, I'm not going to get it. And it's, again, it's, it's rooted in this scarcity mindset of like, I can't get enough done. I can never get enough done. And oh my gosh, just how like, I hate being in that state. And I go into it relatively frequently. Um, but to be able to like pull myself like today, very today and yesterday, I've been able to really pull myself out of that rushing to make things more fun also to slow down, to take the time to just like, like within this, in this course that I'm doing, I'm supposed to read like my affirmations and my future self manifesto every day. And I haven't, I, for the last month, I haven't been doing that because I've been in this, I, well, I, I'm not going to send all my messages. I'm not going to get all this done. Like if I read this, if I don't take, if I take the 10 minutes it takes to, to read this, I'm not going to get all of this done but I've been doing it the last two days and just being able to slow down and like push everything away for 10 minutes and be like, I am here. I am present with this so that I can read it and I can actually embody it and let it permeate me a lot more than me just trying to like read through it, like line by line really mm -hmm. quickly um, has changed the way that I've been able to do outreach because right now I'm like sending DMs like a mad woman every day. I'm sending like 70 DMs a day on, on different social channels. And I might up it actually. But to be able to do that, like I, I, I made space to make it a ritual where I lit some sage and I turned some music on and I read my affirmations before I started doing the outreach and like the energy and the vibration that I was able to send those messages out with was so different than the like unattentive, like I'm just trying to like get these, get this done as much as I can. Like I'm able to send it. I, with every message I say, I send this with love and I send my message and I send this with love and I feel it. I'm not just saying it. I'm saying I feel it in my heart when I, I can feel it with each message too. I'm like, I can feel if my heart is in that message or if it's not in that message. And so I try, if it's not in the message, I try to like bring it back and, and and not resend it, but like send it with the message again. And we'll see if it pays off and people start booking sales calls with me, but um, it, it just goes to that point of slowing down, essentially, of like what we can do when we slow down, where it's not chaos. It's I'm calm, I'm good, and I'm grounded. And I'm able to think clearly. I'm able to not feel stressed out about this. And so the energy I'm putting out is so much higher of a resonance than the chaotic, gimme, gimme, gimme. I need to do this, blah, blah, blah. I just can't get done I'm, I'm, because I'm afraid, blah, 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 you know? Um, and maybe that's like an ultra specific example for me, but... I know there's plenty of people who are entrepreneurs out there and who want to be healers and who are doing the work to become healers. And like, so I think people will get there at some point, but with to bring it back around, if I can, um, the slowing down piece is so important to being in alignment and, and just being at the highest vibration that you can be at versus being in you know what society has conditioned us to be in which is the more is better the more you can get done the better 
And it's what, and then it's to your point, it's what you're doing, what you're doing and how much of it you're doing is needs to be more valued than how you're doing it. And I'm really focused at like exactly what you were saying. I'm focused on the how, how am I sending these messages? It's not about what I'm saying to them. It's the vibration that I'm charging them with. And so I really, I'm rooting, I'm rooting myself in that and, and taking that away from this conversation for sure. Yeah, that's been, and that's awesome because I've had so many, this whole how thing has been such a revelation of mine the past month, a year and a half. Um, and how it happened, essentially, I'm just talking to my coach and I'm in this, at that time I was in this program called On Deck. And um, it was about, I was like this whole startup thing working with startups, blah, blah, blah. And I was talking to her. I don't exactly remember what I was talking to her about. And then she just asked me, okay, how? And that just one question hit me at the right time to be like, oh my God. Yeah, I am just spam emailing or spam connecting with people to try to just have conversations. But it's like, to do what, then what? What will that do for you? I'm not even aware of those things. I'm not aware of like fully showing them who I am in this convert in a message. Um, and once I started doing that, oh yeah, responses were much higher. Conversations were unreal, like super authentic. And everyone's like, oh wow, like this is, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much. Let's connect again and have this, another conversation, blah, blah, blah. And it's like this whole concept of, yeah, how, how do you show up? And is that aligned with you? And how can we get to that? How can we get to that space of alignment? Um, like, yeah, okay. This is how I show up. And I trust that. And I know it's going to bring the results that serve me best. Um, but then how do I know that? <laughs> so it's, it's that, that little battle, but it's like that trust in like yourself, um, that's crucial to all of this and it fits everywhere, everywhere and every single little thing that you're doing, whether it be going to the gym, sending cold outreach messages, interviewing relationships with people like and then, yeah, and everything's a relationship. So then, yeah, it's with everything. Um, and can that, and that within itself is a practice. So, yeah, it's super, super interesting. And how that perspective has shifted for me was crazy. Like I mentioned before, like at the beginning, when we did like the episodes of talking about ourselves, that was one of the biggest um, realization so far I've had. I worked in places I thought I'd never be at, but it didn't matter. It didn't take away anything from me, only gave me more because uh, how I showed up was authentic, was as authentically as I could be in that time. And it brought so much into that space. And we were having fun and getting stuff done. We were just creating, had the space of just creation between ourselves, whether that be in conversations or 
getting work done, setting up for this event, whatever it was, it was fun and play. Not just for me, for my environment also. But it started with how I showed up and it created this ripple effect. Whether they were aware of it or not, doesn't matter. But this is what you can do once you step into that space of alignment with yourself. And mm. yeah, it's it's something. Mm, it's something. And it's possible. It's possible for everyone. Just how you were saying the intuition. Everyone has intuition. Just got to practice it. Everyone can step into a higher version of themselves that serves themselves better than how they're serving themselves right now. So do we right now. It's always, we can always get to a higher place of authenticity, which is coming from our heart. And that's part of the longest journey in the world from your mind to your heart. And so we're all there and it's about creating awareness and practices to get there. So yeah, that's my little, little spiel on that. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that how is the foundation, I think, of embodiment work and of em- embodiment itself. It's because how, because embodiment isn't what you do. No one cares about what you do. It's how you, it's how you do it. It's how you show up. It's yeah. How can you be of, of greater love and truth? Mm-hmm. That's always my goal is how can I show up from that place of love and truth? And the answer is it's very simple. You know, it's, it's simple, but people want fast and hard. When really the answer is simple and slow. Yep. 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 Like it's as simple as taking 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day to just sit and be but people don't want simple and slow, which is why people don't actually end up taking action to do the healing that they need to do. Because again, this goes back to kind of our conditioning as a society, but we have to, so we have to ultimately undo that conditioning in order to be able to be successful at doing this work, because you have to let go of this idea that you need to be productive, you need to do it fast, and it needs to be it needs to be hard. Everything has to be difficult. That's such a martyr mindset. Where, I need to suffer. Yeah, I need to suffer. No, you don't. You don't need to suffer. It can be easy and flowy and abundant while still being simple and slow. But everyone's always focused on the destination. And I always have to, I always have to bring myself back from the destination too. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just, okay, I'm in the journey. I got to learn from the journey first. Not that there is a, a really a full destination, but I was definitely having some of those thought patterns. I think yesterday or, or the day before around, but I want to be here. I want to get, I'm not where I want to be. Blah, 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 blah. Woe is me. And I was like, ugh. I see myself 
and I I honor this part of myself, but god damn, I don't want to be in this space of like woe is me and focusing so much on like it's so funny going through those thoughts. I'm like I'm being ungrateful mm. <laughs> of the journey, but I'm gonna bitch about it anyway. Um, so there's a practice for you, but just the gratitude practice of okay, recognizing where I'm at, appreciating appreciating everything that's gotten me here, and not trying to rush again. See all of this stuff; it's so interwoven and mm. interconnected. Like it's just so multifaceted which is why these conversations are so fascinating and interesting to me because there's so much to unpack from it and there's so many layers to talk about like we could never talk about it all Mm -hmm. yeah and we forget we forget um which reminds me one of my friends she mentioned a while back so i didn't know this but um I think it was in Arabic, the word human. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm right. So sorry if I butcher this. But the idea is the word human means one who forgets. We need constant reminders. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, being grateful is a huge part of all this. Um, And so what if we finish, wrap this up with... uh, taking some time and being grateful for some things. Cool. I like it. So how do we, how should we start this? I can start. I can start. Okay. Um, I'm really grateful. I'm just, I'm really, I'm grateful for like everything in my life really at this point where it's, I'm so grateful to be on this path to be able to have taken steps and given the opportunity to be privileged enough to take these steps to working on myself and to, you know, working on my intuition, working on bringing my own unique gifts into the world and being able to be of service to people in this way. And even if this is the only way anyone ever interacts with me, and it serves in some way, like, that's amazing. And I'm grateful for that, to be able to have that kind of invisible impact. Invisible to me, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm grateful for just like this relationship that we have. It is so awesome that we can just take time out of our day to just chat like this and serve, hopefully. Um, and I just feel so much more, it's been cool to like watch our evolution through these episodes, even, even already. Like I, I feel like this is actually my favorite episode so far because I feel so grounded in this conversation. Like I feel it from you and I can feel it in myself. Um, so I'm just grateful to have this opportunity to do something I, I so genuinely enjoy which is connecting with other people with other like-minded people and being able to share my experiences and also be able to receive and listen to yours as well so those are my two things right awesome. i could go on but i won't yeah yeah i mean first things first yeah def i'm definitely grateful for this relationship 
that we've had and, you know, then took a step with, and we're like, let's do something with this. Let's do something with this. I'm grateful for that and encouraging us ourselves to trust this and keep taking these steps forward. And like you said, yeah, this definitely feels like the best one yet. I feel like that's how it's going to be after the next one and the next one, because we are bringing that practice within this as well. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely grateful for every, every instant or experience or anything that has happened throughout my life so far that has pushed me to look inwards. Even though if it was painful at the moment or hurt or, you know, tore me apart, whatever it was, I'm grateful for that because now what comes out of it is me stepping more into myself and trusting that and having more things to be grateful for. And that's also something to be grateful for is to have more things to be grateful for and definitely a privilege. Um, that I feel like both of us want to give to the world. And yeah, we are essentially creating a platform to do so. And yeah, proud of ourselves, proud of ourselves. Mm, likewise, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a great way to wrap it up. I feel so calm right now it's crazy i know i feel the same i'm so i'm so uh, peaceful right now feels yeah. good oh. all right this was a good one all right thanks for listening everyone all right see you peace Thanks, y'all, for listening to this episode of the Bridge to the Heart podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a follow. And if you're feeling real generous, then please feel free to give us a rating as well. And if you want to keep up with us, we'll drop some links in the show notes to follow us on Instagram, both the podcast itself, as well as Parshawn and I's Instagram handles. So if you enjoyed, again, Give us a follow, give us a rating. We love you and stay tuned for more. See ya.